so we're gonna start it with 10 9 or 5 4 3 <laughs> that's, that's a lot of counting 25 <laughs> 24 <laughs> 3 2 all right hello everybody welcome back to god hates jags uh this is our first uh socially distance one we're trying to help prevent COVID, so we're all on zoom together i have shimmer can we hear you uh testing testing one two three we'll find out if that sounds good later patrick can we hear you microphone yes microphone <laughs> i think patrick's audio uh it'll be like the worst of the three so we apologize on his behalf He's trying I'm hard. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I have I have my Bluetooth headphones in. I've got I tried it on my computer. We're doing it on my phone. I'm gonna make this work. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up and make it work. You guys don't worry. Nice. Uh, so hopefully this will sound halfway decent. We'll get our producer fine tuning the uh, the audio mix for us, so it'll be worth your while when all is said and done. We are off for a couple weeks. Uh, trying to figure out Zoom and everything. I think us figuring out Zoom took longer than the actual podcast is probably going to be. So, <laughs> almost certainly. Yeah. So it took us a couple weeks just to figure out how to do all this, but hey, we figured every team it out. Faces adversity. You know, we're going to fight through the adversity, and you know, we're going to do our thing. We are. We're going to do our thing, just like the Jags. They're famously known for fighting through adversity. Uh, I suppose going from three and thirteen to four and twelve—that's that's some hard stuff right there. But it's, yeah, Very it's, existence is adversity, basically. Pretty much, it's looking good for us. Every day, it looks less and less likely that there'll be any fans in the stadiums, which I feel like just is only going to benefit us. Like, can't black out a single game. Yeah, like you know, everyone's <laughs> equal. There's no, like, stadium jokes if we're all on equal ground, so we got that going for us. Uh, do you guys honestly think there's going to be any fans in the stadium this year? Uh, there are people at Disney right now, so. It's true. <laughs> Maybe. They Other... came out and said 25%. We'll have a 25% occupancy based on a longest season ticket holders will have first priority. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's, like, roughly 17,000 people. Um, yeah, about but... that. <laughs> I think we can so, at least I mean, do. Is it going to be like if you have the season tickets, you get first dibs on getting the tickets to go to the game at the limited capacity or what? Yeah. So just whoever had season ticket holders, you know, long enough, they get first dibs and just goes all the way down the line until it gets to the mm. 17,000 ish number. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes. I would definitely argue some states are, you know, doing a much better job of this than Florida. Uh, so I'm only guessing the NFL would keep it pretty equal where, you know, if one state could do more, but Florida is like, can't do anything because we have like 15,000 new cases a day. Like, you know, no team could have the max as whatever us is. Does that make sense? Like no team can yeah. have more than what we can do. And by the time it gets to September, I don't think we're going to be able to do a lot. But we'll see. Who knows? I, I think it should be based on what your capacity is in general because if some stadiums have a capacity larger than ours, you know, that's not exactly a disadvantage if we go to their stadium to play. So, but if we can't, if we can't, quote, unquote, sell out at 25% capacity, that's going to look even worse for us. I don't think so. There's a built-in excuse, right? I mean, are you trying to go to a game right now? With the, There's going to be crowds even if you sit far apart. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to any games. I'm chilling on my couch. I'm avoiding the 120-degree September games. I am cool with yeah. hanging out at home this year. Also, I feel like, le I mean, supply and demand. Less tickets means games will be more expensive. Um, so I, I don't you can't see scalp a ticket outside either. either. If I can't scalp a ticket for twenty dollars to see a Jags game, then I don't want to yeah. scalp a ticket ever again. Like that's my that's my maximum threshold is that one crisp twenty dollar bill for a Jags game. I don't yeah. think uh, fans will last very long, as in they'll allow people to go to games for very long. I just don't see how uh, they can control it. Yeah. Many, yeah, I mean when they're seated, yeah, but I don't think I've ever sat in my own seat at a Jaguar game, right? So I've I only exclusively stand. Yeah, trying to get through giant crowds. So I just don't see it. But, you know, I don't care as long as there's football. And 
fantasy football to get me through the day. So yeah, yeah. I have a 65 inch TV in my, in my sound bar. Like it's better than being at the real game. Cause I also have my AC turned down real low. So oh, yeah. You need to get the red zone channel though. Oh, true. I got HBO Max. I'm working well, on I got that too. I found out. It's all right. I was watching old <laughs> movie tunes. About, uh, I'm nervous about fantasy football because what if you get, you draft a player like doesn't get injured at all, but he went out on Thursday night to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and his waiter had COVID and then it ended up, um, they have to like lock him down for two weeks and he's not able to play. How is that going to work? I'm pretty convinced I'm going to draft every player that gets the Rona. Like, yeah, I'm going to be like, fuck, really? And everybody. Yeah. It's going to be an active waiver wire is all. Next oh, yeah. man up. You know? Oh man, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna it be should actually fun. make it more fun. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I mean, not that I wish the COVID on fantasy players, but it's just yeah. gonna be like way more injuries occurring. Yeah, I saw a like long period of time. Ezekiel Everyone's Elliott already had COVID. Oh, sorry. What's up, Patrick? Yeah, yeah Zeke already had it. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's other players that have had it that are just like not letting the information get out there too. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it, some I, comments that are like, people, it's cool. Like, you know, get it now, guys. Like, Zeke, get the COVID now. So, like, hopefully you won't get it in season kind of a thing. So, some I mean, desperate there, fantasy football there a Jaguar people. that's got it? Does anybody know? Uh, I've heard nothing so far. We have no players yeah. that have COVID, and we have no anti-Semitic players. So, so far, Jags are doing good in the offseason. Let's <laughs> keep it that way. <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> It's a pretty low bar, but yeah, Malik Jackson. <laughs> if he was still on the team, he would have failed that bar. So I was not a fan of that. I know. I was like, damn. We don't really need to dive deep in that. He he's just been. It's basically that one guy. I don't know. I'm not trying to make it too much of this, but that one black activist guy. But he's also a super anti-Semitic guy, Farrakhan, whatever his name is. Yeah, Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, and yeah, players just keep sticking up for him and like. They're saying, you know, oh, we don't agree with the stuff he is bad, you know, saying, but we disagree with his, like, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, type of opinion. But it's like, but you can't be about that and then also be for him literally calling Jewish people, like, termites and stuff. So Termites? I don't know. It's hard to, like... So I'm just, I was like, all right, good job, Lee Jackson. Get off the team. Last well, episode, he was... A lot of people that shouldn't have access to being able to put out their opinion 24 7 i would say football players fall under that category and then probably the president so yeah a lot of them are also flat earthers so oh yeah dude i don't know what's up with that it's not like i mean they didn't actually have real education in college i'm guessing so no they take uh rocks for jocks they take uh, geology classes and they always get an a so <laughs> is that a real thing rocks for jocks isn't it? Yeah. I really like that. Just That's the greater thing. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm sure. I'm going to look into rocks for jocks after this now. Yeah, they sign all the football players into like a geology class and they just like automatically get an A. That, that explains a lot then for their... I, got a, uh, I don't want to say what class or what player because I don't remember either, but I definitely got a study guide from a UF football player and uh, it was the test. It was... <laughs> It wasn't in order, <laughs> but it was every question that he got and an answer was on that test. It wasn't Man. in order, so that might have been tough for him, but <laughs> I did pretty well on the So on all the he had to really learn in school was just how to de-scramble things. He had to memorize the, yeah. the question and an answer. Yeah. Man, that that's tough. asking a lot though. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's got bigger fish to fry that week. He's got, you know, state rival coming into town. Oh man. That's true. <laughs> All right. Someone's got a timeout. Shimmer, you're on the air. What's going on? <laughs> I don't understand why they can't major in football. They should be able to just go to school and, and their classes count as like, all right, um, coaching or, <laughs> yeah. or the NFL offense, right? Why can't they? I mean, what is different? It's a profession. True. Even if they don't get drafted, why can't they work in that profession? Well, oh, yeah. What about guessing, like logistics? They have to fly all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes missing class isn't even their fault. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have, they have to. to do 
they have a full-time job essentially and they have to be a full-time student and something that may or may not even appeal to them at all but they have no choice so i i don't know i just i think cardale jones remember him i think he yeah. tweeted something like that. Why can't we major in football? And I agree yeah. with him. Like, I really, like, that's what I want my career to be. I can make more than enough money doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I don't know. I think they're going to eventually get paid. So Yeah, well, some they're think- starting to be able to get paid now. So maybe a couple of years once it's more of a, you know, all campuses are letting athletes get paid and everything, it'll be a little bit different. Speaking As they about, should, I think. I don't think – I'm worried about the NCAA football seems like it's in much higher risk of not happening because there's, they have over a hundred players. Uh, they've already canceled any out of conference games basically for the season. But the one benefit is in theory, they could just play in the spring. Right. So, um, but I'm nervous about that. I think the NFL with professionals and being able to maybe do a bubble or something like the NBA is doing mm-hmm. has a much better likelihood of happening. But the NCAA I think could be in trouble. Yeah. Like well, I don't know. What's the trickle-down effect of them playing in the spring? If they play in the spring, that's after the NFL season. Are they, you know, can you still draft uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, if he, if his football season's coming up in spring? Good question. I wonder if you didn't get drafted and you play, or if you got drafted, you just call it and go, you know, report. Yeah, if you wait till the season's over, the NFL season. You have a much, you know, reduced player. season. Something like you play five games, and then based on those five games, Right. Right. But yeah, it's obviously there comes the logistics <laughs> that logistics. we uh, that someone could be studying for in the football major. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I don't think there's going to be fans, but hopefully there'll at least be some form of football uh, going on. Uh, last episode, we broke down the offensive side of the ball. This week, we're going to break down all of the defensive side of the ball. But before we get to that, real quick, we're finally, uh, I think it's like two months late for some of these answers, but we finally got some answers for you. So Shimmer went a deep dive on our first couple of episodes and found answers for the unanswered questions. Shimmer, what you got for us? We got two of our uh, biggest questions. One I think we brought up twice was uh, why can't coaches wear suits, okay? Uh, Jack Del Rio, if you remember, famously wore a suit, but he had to get special permission. And from what I've read, uh, in 1993, the NFL signed a deal with Reebok, okay? Uh, And even though coaches wanted to wear suits at the time, Reebok does not make any type of apparel such as a suit, and therefore, because it wasn't a Reebok item, they couldn't wear it. Um, apparently, according to a Reddit post, Belichick wanted to wear a suit, and the ripping off of the sleeves was allegedly a protest to having to wear the dictated articles of clothing by the NFL. So I have heard um, that in regards to Belichick. The last coach to wear a suit was Mike Nolan, which uh, 2005, 15 So they switched back over to Nike now. Is there anything with Nike, I wonder? Like, do they make suits? Can it be a thing now with Nike? I bet a Nike suit is super comfortable, but I don't, I've never seen one. Yeah, true. I nor have I. I I feel like if Nike made suits, they'd make them all sorts of crazy colors, like the Ducks uniforms. Ooh, yeah, I'm down for that. Very quick side note. I saw a thing about Belichick and ripping off the sleeves uh, in Super Bowls. When his sleeves are ripped off, he's 6-0. But when he played in Super Bowls with his sleeves on, that's the three Super Bowls that they lost. Wow. So mm. whenever Bel- if Belichick gets back to another Super Bowl with Cam Newton, he better if he wants to win, he better rip those sleeves off. I, how, what do you think about that? Can't, I love that signing. I thought that was going to happen. On, I was surprised it took so long. Yeah, I'm assuming he's healthy, or I guess it got to the point where he was just so cheap it was just worth the risk for them because they have, you know, Stidham as their starter. So, I mean, if he's healthy, then, like, that's probably the best place he could have gone, you know, Belichick, and then now do that can, you know, run the ball and just go crazy because, you know, last year their offense, especially the wide receivers, weren't amazing, so – you know, being Cam's healthy enough to run the ball a bunch, then that's a pretty good place for him. I actually had I a think bet. that we 
saw that coming too because you know when when uh, Antonio Brown got cut from the Raiders last year, everyone was like, he's gonna fucking go to the Patriots. The next day, he was on the Patriots. And Cam Newton hadn't been signed by any other team. What's the only team left that didn't have a clear cut? This guy is the starter at quarterback. That's the Patriots. So where does he end up? He also, I mean, he loves he loves kicking the tires on like a once great player. He does it every year, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like Albert Haynesworth, <laughs> uh, Randy Moss. Um, he signed Fred Taylor. I mean, Fred Taylor. So um, I think it's the best spot he could have gone to. Actually, I have a I want your guys' opinion. I have a bet with a buddy of mine. Um, he's a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, and I bet him. This is before Cam signing. The Patriots have an overall better season than the Bucks, and my uh, our determination is basically uh, whoever has the highest pick in the draft next season would have the better season. So who do you think now that would be? Uh, I mean, so whoever has the highest pick, like basically, right? Um, so if you made the playoffs and um, made it to the conference championship, you'd be one of the last four picks. You'd have a better season than someone else. Okay, so the lowest pick, basically. Uh, yeah. Y'all know what we're trying to say. Who's <laughs> well, no, so the thirty second? The number Close one. The thirty second. Yeah. This is to the Super Bowl pick. Okay. Now, if we get to tiebreakers in the uh, in the, the draft, overall record. <laughs> I personally, I, I'm definitely going to go with the Patriots being better than the uh, the Buccaneers. Um, I mean, Belichick is you know Belichick until he's not. He's still the greatest coach of all time, and like coaching doesn't really go out of style whereas Tom Brady getting older goes out of style and I mean if Cam Newton's moderately healthy plus like you know James White and Rex Burkhead like you know they're gonna be rushing the ball a shit ton and like their defense is still like a top three or four defense probably like their secondary is insane so uh plus AFC East is always horrible Sam Darnold and you know for me I think yeah there there's you know their conference is such a shit show every year. It's so bad. And the Buccaneers have to play with Drew Brees and, you know, Matt Ryan. Like, the Falcons usually are pretty decent, if anything. So, I definitely think that the Patriots will have a better record. I I basically think the exact same thing because I think the Patriots with Cam Newton are probably still going to win the AFC East. And whether the Bucks take the NFC South or not, I think the – in the playoffs, they have a harder field because besides the Chiefs and the Ravens and the AFC, I mean, uh, I don't know anyone else that's like, uh, I would say like is a superpower to knock them out early in the playoffs. So, but in the NFC, you've got, I mean, Saints are going to be in the playoffs. Vikings probably be in the playoffs. Uh, the Rams potentially could be in the playoffs. So, we're going with- uh, yeah. Sounds like we're going with Superman. All right. All right. We got one more unanswered question. This one actually took some a bit of detective work. Where in the world is former general manager Gene Smith? Okay. Uh, just a little background, if you're not familiar. Gene Smith initially joined the Jags in 94 in, its, in our team's inception as a college scout. Hmm. Named director of college scouting in 2000 ascended to the executive director of college and pro personnel in 2008 and in 2009, 2009 became the general manager and was the general manager for three seasons. Okay. That's it. Only 2009 to 2012. So maybe four seasons. Okay. Currently, if you want any indication on how well his tenure went, (laughs) Gene Smith, is an assistant professor of sports management at Martin Methodist College. What? He earned his doctorate in organizational leadership earlier in the year 2017 from Western Kentucky. And Martin Methodist College is a private Methodist liberal arts college in Pulaski, Tennessee. Good. Wow. God, that's quite the demotion. Like, that article from 2018 is the, the <laughs> most recent article I could find about the whereabouts of Gene Smith 
And you know what? I hope he's doing great. I mean, I feel he like, the team, but I, yeah, I don't have any ill will. I feel like Gene Smith is definitely an anti-masker. I feel like he's out wherever he is at his <laughs> Methodist church school, and he's just like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I feel like everyone in Tennessee probably is, but <laughs> I feel like all those, that class, whatever class he's a professor of, there you go. There's your class that all these college kids can take, you know? Screw majoring, majoring in football. You got to take one yeah. class with Gene Smith. <laughs> if you can survive that, you can do anything in the NFL. I wouldn't trust also, his brain. he's probably where yeah, he is. Real. No one knows who he is, so he's flying under the radar up there in Tennessee. Yeah, no one's like, are you Gene Smith, the former general manager? That's like nuts. the worst slacker kid he would fall in love with and give him like an A. <laughs> He'd be like, I don't deserve oh, yeah. this A at all. Like, what? It, it makes perfect sense that he went to a small, like, not Division One program. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Aspects. If anything, like a Division One school gave him, like, offered him a job, and he was like, No, no, no. I, I got the inside scoop on this, like, D three place. I'm going there. I'm gonna go with my gut. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna trade up <laughs> to get to this school. Well, that's where Gene never failed in before. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Shimmer. You're welcome. Oh, uh, uh, this is not a, a unanswered question, but did y'all see recently that Jawan Taylor caught a 400-pound fish? I, I did. did. Those dudes. Here's my question, how much more did that fish weigh than Jawan Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 65 pounds, probably. John? Uh, I'm going to say... Like seventy-five pounds. Um, Sean was closer. Uh, assuming the the fish was exactly four hundred pounds, Juwan Taylor is listed at three hundred and twelve pounds. So just eighty-eight pounds separate Juwan and uh, uh, the gigantic fish that he caught. And just in case you're wondering, the largest recorded fish that Juwan caught. Let's see, it's called a Goliath grouper. Is six hundred and eighty pounds, which is fucking holy shit. Fun. Wait, he <laughs> caught another fish that was six eighty. Yeah, that's the record. Oh, the record. just anybody. <laughs> yeah. No. Only football players or anybody? Just any. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they got a record for. I think if they had a record, find me the record for. Juan just took it. Yeah, probably. Brandon Linder's probably that's pissed. Insane. Juwan Taylor like fishes like once a year probably and catches that, and Brandon Linder fishes like every day and. He's probably I'll be jealous. All the time. Then he'll stay with Jacksonville forever. So that's fine with him. Yeah. Brandon Linder, like, tweet or like Instagram, it was like him holding some fish. And I don't know if the fish was on an actual endangered species list, but it was like, when was the last time you ate an endangered species? And I was like, that just seems like a fuck up. Kind of seemed messed up to say. Like, I was like, I don't know if this fish is actually endangered or not. <laughs> yeah. I was like, illegal? you might not want to post that, my man. So, Did he really do that? Maybe if he's in a country where you're allowed to do that. I don't know. It looked like a pretty general red fish, like a red snapper. I'm not an expert, but uh, so that's yeah. the only red fish that you know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know. That's another. a new unanswered question right there. We're gonna need photographic evidence of this. We'll work on that. We got some unanswered fishing questions. We're gonna I just make want a to know whether Brandon Litter committed a crime and, and got away with it. No. <laughs> I'll look it up real quick. So, uh, get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, again, it's just a picture of him holding a giant red fish, and it just says, when's the last time you ate something on the endangered species list? And then it says, hashtag red snapper, hashtag yellow fin yachts. And then all the comments are a bunch of people saying, like, I ate a manatee. I ate a baby seal. So <laughs> it seems really a baby seal. I mean, I'm guessing they're they're joking, but it still seems like a messed up. I ate grilled rhino is one of the comments. Ooh. Um, so yeah. Wow. Brandon Linder. Could possibly have been a going to jail. Hypothetical question. Yeah. We'll see. Brandon. Hopefully. Uh -huh. Hopefully he'll be on the field this year and hopefully he'll be uh, on the field during training camp going up against some of our young defensive studs segue into 
Defensive oh, wow. side of the football. Mr. Uh, Patrick here on his, his laptop has the same article that we were looking at last time, which I don't know what it's called. But it's going to talk about our defense, and it's going to have some rankings. And we're going to give our opinions on the rankings because we're experts. We're giving that's grades. Right. We're, oh, we're giving grades. Grades. You would think that uh, us being the experts, we took the last uh, three weeks since the last podcast to really study this defense <laughs> and give our expert opinions. Which, I'm on their Instagram. I, I know what's going on in their lives. I'm treating this like a pop quiz. I'm just going to listen to the names and go with my gut here. So Let's let's treat it as a pop quiz. You know what? I'm going to start with the special teams. How's that? Wow. So, That's A+. plus. See if there's any any debate on this. Uh, Josh Lambo starting kicker. Logan Cook starting punter. Wait. Matt. Can I guess the, the, the name of the long snapper? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it like Matt Orszczyk or something? Orszczyk. Ah, I was close. I was close. Yeah. So, no debate there. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's go with safety, all right? So, according to the same article, this is from sportsillustrated.com, predicted starters on the Jaguars' defense for the 2020 season. Uh, so we've got our undrafted re-rookie, uh, J.R. Reed at the, the end of the list here. But starting, we've got Ronnie Harrison and Gerard Wilson, and then Daniel Thomas, J.R. Reed as the backups. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, uh, to me, obviously, is the stronger out of the group. And from what I've seen on some, some articles, uh, NFL writers saying that this is really going to be a breakout season for him. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm trying to remember our draft picks. Now it's been long enough, and I haven't paid attention long enough. Yeah, I mean, definitely just right name recognition alone. Ronnie Harrison definitely should hopefully be our best guy. If he's not the best safety on the team, then this other guy hopefully is really good because I don't think he has that much competition. Uh, I remember he was definitely pretty solid last year. He was really good. I remember, like, when he did have a couple of interceptions, he was really good with it, like, after the catch. I remember mm-hmm. the Denver interception, he was like – he ran like a hundred yards. I remember like going back and forth. So I did remember he would like constantly, or no, was that DJ Hayden? I think it was both of them. He would like, he would get injuries almost every game, like nothing major. He was always getting constantly like knocked out and then he would come back in the same game kind of thing. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, I do remember Daniel Thomas, our one safety draft pick. Like I've just have read a lot of like, you know, kind of if there's like the surprise draft pick that's going to break out, it's going to be him. So that would be cool. Cause I don't have a lot of faith in Gerard Wilson. He just kind of seems like a guy. He was you yeah. know, decent, but nothing outrageous. And I doubt he's going to get that much better. So really, really banking on Ronnie Harrison. So what's your grade? So I think I would say a grade for the safeties. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a B minus. I remember last time being very too negative, so I'm trying to keep it more light. <laughs> Going B minus. Ronnie Harrison gets the B. The other players get the minus. I think that's pretty generous. I'm going to keep all of mine brief because, like I said, pop quiz. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, I think, is the only one of the safeties that I have much hope for. I mean, I have no idea about any of these draft picks. Hope they're good. Who knows? Uh, I think Gerard Wilson is serviceable, but that means makes him average. And I don't know if Ronnie Harrison's good enough to really move them outside of the C territory, but I'll give him a plus. So C plus for the safeties. Nice. C plus. We're like neighbors. I, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, Ronnie Harrison is the standout of the group, but, um, his play, I mean, how good he is is going to be based on, you know, our defense as a whole. If our, you know, everywhere down the line on our defense, defensive line, linebacker, quarterback are all doing their job, the safeties are going to be there. Um, they're going to stand out as looking better on the field as well. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's, it's it, you know, and that could be said for any position on the defense. So, uh because I do think that Ronnie Harrison is a good player and he's the strong suit of the defense, uh, that's kind of way in my grade. But I'll probably say, I'll probably say a, a B minus as well. All right. So this is technically 
the next day, part two, we had to keep recording because uh, we thought the audio was just bear- unbearably bad. But we got Patrick an iPad. I let him borrow mine. Patrick, say something for us. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Uh, so hopefully that sounds even better. So we're going to continue. We think we know where we left off. Uh, we're breaking down the defense. We did the safety so far. Patrick, what's next for us? Uh, we're going to move on to the quarter. I'm sorry, the corner. The cornerbacks. Not the quarterback? I'll talk Minshew. Not the quarterbacks. We, yeah. we, know, we know who we've got. We know who we love. So for our corners, uh, starting with our, our, our golden boy, our number one pick in the, in the draft this year, our virtual draft. Uh, C.J. Henderson, and out of Florida, we've got uh, Trey Herndon, we've got D.J. Hayden, Josiah Scott, Chris Clayburks, and Perry Nickerson, which apparently Perry is with an A, not an E. This is my first time seeing it in writing. I did not know that. Perry Nickerson always feels like I'm about to say a racial slur. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) His last name is just... Oh, like man. You have to really make sure you pronunciate it correctly. I feel like we can probably cut that out, but yeah. <laughs> we may not want to jump into that territory. Okay, maybe true. Um, he's, is he related to Hardy Nickerson? I wasn't even listening. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That he might be. It sounds about right. The 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 years add up. Well, let's just yeah. see who he is. So Perry Nickerson is obviously going to be. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say lucky to make the roster, but uh, we're not exactly loaded at cornerback. You know, C.J. Henderson hopefully is going to to lead the group. Uh, Trey Herndon, uh, Sean, I know you like Trey Herndon, right? You think he's kind of underrated, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Trey Herndon. Uh, my man stepped in after Jalen Ramsey left, and uh, I think he was in like, like he was in some kind of top five good stats out there. I so, mean, service, serviceable for a team that had a bad defense. So yeah, I'll, I'll take say him that. as my number two corner. If you know, if he's pretty average, I'm okay with that. I'm hoping, uh, you know, Josiah Scott, you know, steps in, um, you know, finds his role, can be that uh, that nickel or you know that's that supporting role as well. Uh, C.J. Henderson, you know, the, the closer and closer it gets to this season, whether we have it or not. Um, you know, the more I'm starting to see that he um, is a, le- a legit cornerback, you know, a legit starter in the NFL. If he's not – if we didn't pick him up, he'd be starting for another team regardless. So starting as a rookie at cornerback is a, is a lot to say because there's a lot of cornerbacks out there, good quality cornerbacks. You see them every year. They hit the waiver wire. They hit free agency, and teams scoop them up because uh, – they're, uh, they're a necessity, but there's a lot of them. And uh, I, I think he's going to be a good player. I, I think he, he is going to carry the team that we have on, hopefully uh, Trey Herndon, you know, with that, I guess, semi-veteran presence will really teach him, uh, teach him some things, show him the ropes here in the pros. But uh, did you guys see uh, C.J. Henderson got the highest uh, Madden ranking for a rookie cornerback today? Uh, he tied with uh, Jeff. Akuda. Oh, is it a tie? Well, it's still yeah. technically the highest, I suppose. It's 76 overall. Actually, that's what I was going to bring up because I thought it was about a little, you know, uh, about average for how I feel about the whole group. About a yeah. 76. Right? Yeah. So, um, their best cornerback that y'all didn't mention is Hayden. Hayden in the slot is the only position I feel comfortable about, I think, maybe on the whole defense. But Might be really? one of our best players on our team. Yeah, at this point, he's the real veteran. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give them – what did you give him, Patrick? I didn't give him a grade yet. What do you got? Uh, I always want to base mine on others, but <laughs> – You don't want to be the – State the first claim. I'm going to go ahead and give the cornerback room a solid C. And if anyone goes below me, uh, I may too. <laughs> if you That's go minus, I may change my vote, but uh, we'll see. Sean, what do you got? Uh, like all those, the Claybrook guys and all the like hot, you know, the low round or high round guys that are rookies. 
I mean, you know, with the season as it is, like there's not a lot of training camp and everything. So I don't think any of them are going to have a big impact, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I like that our guys all have H's in their names. Uh, so we can call them triple H Henderson and Herndon and Hayden and Hayden. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think yeah. triple H is a oh, sweet. Shit. So triple nickname H? alone, I'm going, I'm going to uh, give them like uh, a B just for like, that's a cool nickname. I hope they live up to having a cool nickname like that. Man, I I love giving out nicknames to yeah, our players, so <laughs> especially all three of them that. are playing good. That's that's Triple H in the house right there. Triple H. I don't know anything about Triple H, but I don't know what his like finishing move was. But that's how I was pretty sure to... he's well, like a what, CEO what, like, now of uh, one of the wrestling organizations, Ooh, probably WWE. So they're going to be the CEO of our defense. He's married to uh, Vince McMahon's daughter. Oh man, nice. Really? He married Ooh. in. Vanessa McMahon. I give their marriage a B minus. I give our cornerback group a B. Stephanie McMahon. I give their marriage a F plus, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna give our cornerbacks a C, as in cornerback, because uh, nothing's proven, uh, nothing's outstanding. But uh, let's go with the C for the corners there, just just because. What do you guys think? Sound good? Uh, I'm looking up Triple H's wife right now. <laughs> <laughs> How's she looking? Uh, she's a, I, the one pic, the first picture I found, she looks very mean and angry. She's like, Ugh. Better than China, right? Remember China? Oh, she was too buff. Yeah, this lady oh, is a little buff. R.I.P. Yeah. Triple H looks like a cross between Ron Perlman and uh, Mike Dempsey from Jags Today on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mike Dempsey. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I know what Mike Dempsey looks like. He He's looks like this dude. guy. Triple H is bald now. He doesn't have long hair. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Mike Dempsey at the training camps uh, over there in a the booth with uh, with Fat Tony. <laughs> is Fat Tony fat? No, it's like an ironic name, like a mafia name. You know, you call big guy tiny. <laughs> I would, then I would think a better name would be Very Handsome Tony then. She does not appreciate it. Uh, all right, where, Sean, did you give a grade? We're getting off the rails here. Uh, I, gave him a, I think I just gave him a plain old B. A B? I gave him a C. I, yeah. I think, Shimmer, you and I gave him a C. Sean gave him a B. But the B is strictly for nickname only. So yeah, we'll, DJ we'll, Hayden you know. slash the nickname. Triple H really did it for me. They might have jumped up to a C+. Yeah, plus, but. yeah seriously. It, it's going to be something I root for now just because and of that sweet-ass nickname. D-Generation X. Oh, oh, they're young. They're violent. See? <laughs> Saxonville was all a bunch of... X, 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 X. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I'm ready for, like for that. that. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh let's move on to our linebackers. See if we can come up with a sweet ass nickname for these guys. Ooh. So uh, we got Miles Jack, uh, as in Miles Jack wasn't down. Uh, uh, our longest tenured linebacker on the team, uh, Miles Jack. Then we're followed by uh, Joe Schobert, uh, Quincy Williams, Shaquille Quarterman. Um, Leon Jacobs is going to round it out. So uh, we've got Miles Jack. Moving out to the outside, uh, Joe Schmobert is going to take over the middle uh, with Quincy Williams, uh, Shaq quarterback as a backup middle linebacker, and then Leon Jacobs as an outside guy as well. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I know, like, the, the common opinion, you know, everyone's saying, like, it's, you know, two birds with one stone with Miles Jack moving outside and Schobert moving inside. So, like, both of them, both positions should be better. Uh, so, like, Hopefully that's true. Schubert was like a two-time Pro Bowler, I think, with the Browns. So that's nice. Uh, I still feel like Miles Jack, like he peaked in, in 17. Like we were so on his, you know, bandwagon and he really hasn't done a lot since then. So a little bit worried. Uh, I'm very disappointed in Shaq Quarterman. He's from Jacksonville and he was on some Jags thing yesterday where they asked, you know, like the rookies questions and they asked him the name of the mascot and he didn't know Jackson DeVille. And I was just like, how are you going to be from Jacksonville and like, you know, want to make in the NFL and play for your home team? And he didn't know it was Jackson DeVille. So. Cause he's about, he's about that action boss. You know? I guess he's about that action, but <laughs> he's in there. He's playing care. football. He he time to remember the yep. fucking mascots. Yeah. He passes the name test by like a significant degree. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's from Jack's the last like 
Rasheen Mathis was the last Jacksonville born and raised guy. I mean, that worked out. Yeah, Rasheen Mathis, I'd give him like, you know, just based on name alone, he would have like a a solid career. But like Shaq Quarterman, that's a great football name. Yeah, it is. So Shaq uh, anything. Yeah, I'm going to give them uh, like a – I'll give them a C – for now because until miles jack proves he can be good at the outside because right now it's just been a whole lot of like oh he'll be better by Schobert moving in like you know and Schobert's new and not a lot of you know it's all virtual training cans so far so they have a lot more gelling to do uh so i'm gonna go i'm going to see shimmer what do you got uh this is actually outside of i'm gonna give a spoiler defensive end i think uh this is my highest rated spot i think they have depth Schobert was a good signing he had a shit ton of tackles in cleveland last year uh the last time miles jack was good was the whole miles jack wasn't down and he played outside i mean we're, we're still missing telvin but i actually like quincy williams a lot he's incredibly fast and he actually reminded me a bit of telvin but he's obviously was a rookie last season um and then I don't know. Do we we include Clay Clavon? Because <laughs> yeah, be playing I mean, it all depends how much three four and everything. Like John Deke, if he's still on the team, could technically be. And Josh Allen could also be considered yeah. a more. But they have a lot of. Yeah. Depth. I'm gonna okay. get that. Damn, Josh uh, Allen. All right, I'm bumping my grade up back to a B with Josh Allen on the field. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give them a solid B. I think that's actually one of their better positions, much better in quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's an interesting point, you know, with, with that that quote unquote outside linebacker. If we're going to be running that, uh, you know, three four every now and then, that's going to free up, you know, take out Leon Jacobs and put in uh, Kalevon, you know, and see what he can do at the pass rush. You know, have Leon Jacobs be that that legit backup linebacker. You know, spell you know someone when they're coming out for the game, but. I, I really do think that Miles Jack is best fit for that that outside position and that he's better when he's out there. Um, they use his athleticism, they use his talent more when he is on the outside. Um, and, you know, everyone was all over the moon for uh, Isaiah Simmons coming into this year's draft who kind of would play the same position that I think Miles Jack would be in our defense coming into this year. It's kind of like, that float around, you know, outside linebacker. He can, he can cover. Obviously, he can tackle. Um, you know, Joe Schmo, Joe Schmo, uh, Schobert. Um, I mean, he is a tackling machine. Um, looking up his highlights on the Browns, he would wear the long sleeves for the Browns, but they would be brown sleeves. So that was really odd looking. So he would cover his whole arm with the sleeves, but with a brown. With the brown, but uh, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of options. Like, it was armor. weird to see on camera. Yeah. It was just like striking on on the screen. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he does. You know, if uh, if he's gonna be wearing long sleeves in the Florida heat here, uh, he, he's gonna be in for a surprise. But uh, you know, from what I've seen, uh, I obviously haven't been following uh, his career, but you know, he he is a tackling machine. I think he is a solid middle linebacker uh hopefully he can live up to that that void left by uh paul puzzlesny when he was on our team uh you know vocal leader middle linebacker hold it down you don't even have to worry about him kind of guy um, but with shaq quarterman uh, you know backing up that middle linebacker spot you know they, they can swap them in and out um let's see you know i'll see what our defense can do with the linebacker position but uh, i'm gonna give them i'm probably gonna give them a b minus because uh I do think that it's strong, but uh, with the moving parts, you know, switching up our defense between 4-3, uh, I'm going to give them a B- minus on there. All right, what's next? Uh, all right, so next up is our, uh, our edge position, defensive end. Uh, Josh Allen coming off the rookie year, uh, Pro Bowl rookie year. Uh, ten, ten and a half sacks? What did he have? Yeah, I think it was ten and a half. Ten and a half sacks as a rookie. Nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, then we've got uh, Jan right behind him, tentatively right now. Uh, Caleb on chase on and Laurente McCray rounded it out. Um, 
have heard some news today about still some trade interest in Jan. Um, if he's gone, that's, uh, that's probably going to lower my grade on the position. But uh, for right now, I'll hear you guys out. What do you think? John, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't see Jan getting traded anytime soon. Like, they want the first. I don't think they're going to let him go for less than a first. The trade deadline's not for a while. Uh, I also don't think he's going to say no to $18 million. So under the assumption that he will be on the field day one, uh, like him and Josh Allen, that's amazing. That's like got to be a top, you know, five or six in the league duos, in my opinion. Um, and then with like the rookie, Chase on coming in, like, you know, because it's kind of like last year how we had Calais and Jan with Josh Allen getting rotated in. If we can do the same thing with Chase on getting rotated in, that's a hell of a three. Um, assuming that just Chase on has, you know, a decent amount of athleticism coming into all this. Like if he's not getting tons of sacks, if he's getting a lot of pressures and all that. Uh, so like by far, assuming Jan again, by far one of our strongest positions. Like I'm going, I'm going A on this. Wow. Jan and J- yeah. Josh Allen is going to be absolutely disgusting this year. Wow. And A, like they made the honor roll. They, they got Josh Allen gets the honor roll. That man's raising two kids. He's got a wife. He's doing, uh, he's got the full family going on and he's still getting 10 and a half sacks as a rookie. I think he had 49 pressures the, also. He's the real deal. He's um, so good. But there is also, he all, we had Calais and we had Unique on the line last year too, which we may not have either of them this year. Uh, but assuming we do have Unique, they have two bookends that are just, uh, I mean, top players in, at their position in the NFL. So that's, that's what I'm banking on. But I also like Dwayne Smoot. I mean, there's a, they switch up their um, defensive line fairly well. So, um, I think this is one of their better positions. I think uh, I I'm going to stick with a B. <laughs> I really want to give him a plus, but like, oh, you want to give him a B plus? Josh yeah. Allen alone gets a B plus for me. All right, with with Unique, they're a B plus. Patrick, what did you give him? Uh, I haven't given him anything yet. So you know, with with Dwayne Dwan Smoot, you know, um, he's kind of the one guy that you know they. According to this article, uh, Smoot is listed as a as a defensive tackle. I would say that he does, you know, hit that edge a lot. Uh, I don't think pass rushing is his specialty at all. I think the guys they have listed are our specialty pass rushers, uh, Allen, Yon, uh, Chase on Right, but um, I, I think that that pass rushing group strictly strictly that edge uh, on paper it looks incredibly strong but Jan is really making that look strong take him out Allen chase on I still think are two extremely quality edge rushers that any team would pick up I think that chase on uh I wouldn't say he he fell in the draft to us but I think where we got him is you know extremely high quality even Josh Allen last year you know falling to sixth um I mean, he probably should have been taken before that. Maybe we'll see this year. Which was uh, thanks to the Raiders for taking Khalil Farrell or whatever that guy's name was. Yeah. I and think he had two sacks. Uh, and to the Giants for taking uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel Young. Yeah. Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. See, I don't even know who the fuck he is, but <laughs> he's just the guy. He's Eli. He looks like Eli. He, he does. He does but – uh, I mean, these guys, I would say, even if you took Yon out, those are two really, really good edge rushers that, that I would be happy with. Throw Yon in there, I think that it is an incredible group. Um, will he play this year? You know, I think that whether he, he signs his tag or not, uh, given the uncertainty with, with the COVID going on, um, I hope that that doesn't deter him from wanting to play this year with us and, you know, pick up that big contract next year. So if Jan's going to be in there, I'm definitely going to say a B plus for, for our edge rushers. Yeah. There might not even be a world next year. Take your $18 million, Jan. Come on, Jan. I don't know. 
Moderna just announced their, uh, they had some good results, but shit like that comes out every day. So. <laughs> Moderna? Moderna. They're developing a vaccine. Sorry to get off topic. <laughs> oh. For the COVID. The so COVID. we can have football. News to me. Hopefully, if Jan doesn't play next year, the tag might be lower because the whole salary cap might be lower. So he should definitely take the 18 million now in case it like goes down to like 15 million or something. Next There's year. so many, so many trickle down effects of, of this thing. I mean, if this season is shortened or not played at all, not played at all is going to extremely fuck things up for the salary cap and contracts moving forward. But uh, no, he's going to play. He's definitely going to play. play. I'll give you 18 million reasons why he'll play. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be here. Fun. He hasn't made that much money. He's played in the, what, a third of his NFL career maybe already? He's yeah. got to make He's made almost $4 million in four years, and he can make $18 million in one year. He can make four, four times, almost five times that <laughs> yeah. in one season. So he'll be out there. He'll be out there or there'll be a first-round pick. Would you guys still be happy with a first round pick for Yon? Sure. Hell yeah. The man fucking got into a Twitter argument with the owner of the team. I'll, yeah. Like, I would be ecstatic to get a first round pick. This dude hates us. Yeah. Yeah, he's ready to go. Do you let me ask you this? Do you still think he's a likable guy? Eh. Before all, I I loved Yon. Now I just want him to be good on the field. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, what do you mean? Like, do it's a different question. Do I like him now, or is he a likable guy? Is a different thing, I guess. So, he's a likable guy. Do I say like the him season? Now? Yeah. Season starts. <laughs> season starts next week. We can he, win back by infection very easily. Yeah, every sack. <laughs> like, I like him more. I'm happy. Yeah. You're not gonna be Seed like into well, it and play hard well, and succeed, and then I'll love him again. It's fine. True. True. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Football fan. I don't – I mean, what if we go into Thanksgiving with these guys? I want them to play football <laughs> and do well. Yeah. All right. Agree. Um, Agree. Wait, we got, well, we got one more big – We got one more. Division. Uh, yeah, the, the big uglies. The oh, big I, don't uglies. Get a, I don't know most of these guys. Uh, defensive line. Uh, we don't blame you there, Sean, because this is not an extremely – impressive group uh we got so, Taven. yeah uh Taven. uh Taven Bryan uh selected ahead of Lamar Jackson uh Al Woods Devon Hamilton uh rookie draft pick uh we got Smooty uh Rodney Gunter and Avery Jones underrated Avery Jones who was listed last on the depth chart here for our defensive line <laughs> according to sportsillustrated.com Man. Debatable. Uh, Avery Jones has been a solid player for us. Uh, on the Gus Bradley the scale, of solids. I would say yeah. he's a he's a six. Um, he's solid. How does the Gus Bradley scale go? Uh, one would be the lowest as far as solids, and ten would be the highest as far as solids. So okay, I just wanted to know the scale. I would say the, the the Gus Bradley scale. If you're going by the the Gus Bradley solid scale, solid is a player that you want on your team who's not going to fuck shit up, but you can't really trust him to make that game changing play. So, on the Gus Bradley solid scale, Avery Jones, I want him in there. I want him to be part of our defensive line, but I wouldn't put him in there on third and six to make a game changing play he is the coolest guy in our locker room why is that i don't know all the interviews he's just laid back and smooth about everything like him and dj hayden are definitely like the coolest just like we're fucking here man we're gonna we're gonna do our shit like don't worry he's a likable guy he's a good likable guy he is uh the rest of our defensive line uh Taven, man, uh, I don't even know where, where I don't know where he would hit on the Gus Bradley scale of solid. Uh, I, for being the draft pick that he is, you can't blame him for where he was drafted. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a starting defensive tackle. Um, I 
it's sad that he's probably our strongest defensive tackle. I don't think this is a strong group. Hopefully, Devon Hamilton can come in there, and depending on what we do with that 3-4, if he's going to be like that that nose tackle in the 3-4, um, he, he's a big old dude. I think he's literally built for that position as far as his body and everything like that. But um, I, I don't know how that's going to look in our defense. And, you know, like I touched on with our safeties, and, and it literally trickles down all the way to our defensive line, um, our defense as a whole – is going to be a cohesive unit. So if each position can really do their thing, I think that they'll balance out the weak spots for each other. Um, but I, I really don't think our defensive line is, is, is one of our strong suits. Uh, hopefully our edge rushers that we have can help out our, uh, our tackles there, just doing their thing, stopping the run, getting that occasional pressure of the middle. Um, we don't really have that, that guy that uh, I would say you would game plan for on our defensive tackle position on our inside defensive line. Yeah. Like free agency, we signed Al Woods and Rodney Gunter. Those are like the same person to me. I don't think they'll be on the team long enough for me to like know the difference between the two of them. Those are names that you just pull out of a football helmet and yeah. throw on your team. Those are some like Madden generated names. So I love those names. <laughs> What? Those guys sound – what does Rodney Gunter sound like he looks like? Rodney uh, Gunter's a big dude, right? He sounds <laughs> – yeah, he sounds like he helps protect also, somebody's farm. He sounds like he'd work at a tackle and base a guy shop. named Al Woods? Because I wouldn't – if I hadn't met a guy named Al Woods, I'm not fucking with that guy. No, right? Al or Woods Rodney. sounds like a straight-up gangster. <laughs> well, hopefully he <laughs> plays like he sounds. He even sounds like a – like he's um, uh, about to get his first bra, Taven Bryan. <laughs> That's not a good name. Uh, <laughs> no, Taven sounds like he's on like a lacrosse team. Yes, yes. He he, uh, he gets picked up by his driver from his private school. Yeah, um, yeah. But, no, he this, had a chance. I mean, he had the Wyoming guy. Wild Man nickname, and that just did not catch on. He was never that good at Florida. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he could disrupt the line. I always felt like what he was really good is just being a bowling ball. Like, don't yeah. ask him to, like, do stuff except for just explode on people and move people around. And I think that can be useful, but that's the one skill I've seen. It, it doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing. That's yeah. the vibe I get. But His draft was that, you know, he is, like, raw. He has to get, you know – refined for the position i feel like first round picks never draft anyone when you're like described as being raw at your position like draft somebody like that is really good at their position you know my favorite thing they always say this as like a negative they're like um uh not great at anything but good at lots of things yeah, yeah. let's get good at lots of things guy yeah <laughs> like why is that a, why, i don't understand i mean he's good at everything he needs to be great at one thing, and that's yeah. playing like, defensive tackle yeah. as an NFL player. That's one so. thing he needs to be great at. He, I mean, you know, his, his college game was size and strength. He was fucking huge in college. I mean, he, he, he's still a big dude. He's gigantic. Yeah, he was playing in the SEC. I mean, th that's where everybody comes from. Oh, we are, we're on the clock. We got, yeah. we got 10, 10 minutes left. Let's run through right. this. And then, uh, All right, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Because we're not paying All for right. a premium. Defensive tackle grades, go. I'm giving uh, them – I'm going what's last. that? You always going last? Like, oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not looking great. We were horrible against the run and all the D, you know, tackle kind of stuff last year, and I feel like we didn't do all that much to get better. Uh, I truly miss Marcel Darius. I loved him so much. I'm so sad he got his injury and, you know – we had to let him go. We could get him. Yeah, I know. Hopefully one day. I would love to bring him back if he's healthy and wants to get paid less money. But he looks pretty happy on Instagram. Uh, just traveling. So I'm going to give it a, like, I'll give this uh, a D plus, C minus, D plus. C sounds too too nice. D plus. I'm, I'm going to go with C minus. I think D plus is, like, really underselling them. They're all NFL talents, but – uh, I think that the line could be upgraded literally at any position. So, C-. I'm just trying to give them some, some fuel. 
So I'm going to go ahead and check here. This is going to be the first time I've given the highest grade. I'll give them a C. I think everyone Ooh. is very average. And that is what a C is. All right. Yes. <laughs> How much time we got? Eight average. minutes, 33 seconds. All right. Oh, real quick. Timer. So our, our average grade on our, uh, on our defense. Uh, does anyone remember what it was for the offense? Uh, you were definitely put in charge of that. Yeah, well, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> so our, our defense average, uh, it's going to be a 2.93 repeating. Ooh. Wow. What's passing two? Uh, yeah, two. Yeah. two All points. right. So we're yeah. just – we're passing. That's so a, we basically got a, a, a C plus average. Well, yeah. I think yeah. we were 2.8 on the offense. So, All I mean, right. we're, we're, a, we're literally an average team. We're going to be yeah, an 8 We are overly optimistic about the defense compared to the offense. That's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by, by .1. So – it's just like our defense has had absolutely so much turnover since the AFC championship game. You know, it's great. Like so many new people just kind of like, you know, oh, it's, guessing it's, right now. It's, it's not 100% completely different, but it is a lot different. Yeah. I think, uh, miles Jack, if Jan, if Jan plays, I think miles and, and, uh, Jan are the only returners. So that's a lot of new faces, a lot of young faces too. So, and Avery Jones. And Avery Jones. The He'll be there. Underrated Avery Jones. You Underrated Avery Jones. He'll be there sometimes. <laughs> He'll rotate in for a couple plays. Equal I hope he just transitioned into becoming a coach. He just never leaves the team. Oh, I yeah. Mean. He's been here long enough. Oh, I could definitely totally should. see that. I could like totally see that. He's the new Spicer. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, like, was a, a coach with us for a little bit. I wonder what happened to that. Last year. Yeah. Is he still on the team? Is he still coaching? I don't know. Yeah, Keenan McCardell. I love that. I love coaches that were former players. That's that's a great story, in my opinion. Hey, if this season doesn't work out, we can hire Byron. Oh my God! <laughs> As a head no, he's gonna get a he's gonna get a head coaching job. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that would. Yeah, be. you're right. I, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Do you think we have time for this? Yeah, yeah we got. It. We'll sneak this bad boy in. All right. You guys got sheets of paper or you just want to go? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't have paper. <laughs> I got a phone. You That's a phone? on uh six percent. I have battery. a phone. I could do uh yeah, I could type it in my phone. Yeah, I'll type it. We don't got time for these shenanigans. All right. All right. Yeah, Let's we do. move. All right. We're gonna play our favorite game, reality TV star or Jaguars draft pick, the lightning round, because we're gonna go quick. All right. <laughs> Okay, the first name, reality TV star or Jaguars draft pick, Casey Clark. Uh, Casey Clark. Right, uh, I wrote mine down. Yeah, don't say it out I'm loud. Say, write it down so we can. Oh, oh, okay. We're not saying it out yeah. loud. So all we don't like right. cancel uh, each other's votes out, <laughs> or like just count right. each other for the points. I got it. All right. All right, Patrick, you're first. I can't see it. Just say <laughs> that is it. not worth the camera. I, we can't see that. Oh, he said Jags. Jags Jaguar safety. Safety. Casey Clark at Jaguar oh, safety. Hold on. Let me. Uh... <laughs> okay. So I also said football, but to be more specific, I wrote wide receiver. Wow. Football wide receiver. Okay, again, gentlemen. Casey Clark, reality TV star or Jaguars draft pick. Casey Clark is the winner of Big Brother Season 20. Oh, my God. Currently starring on MTV's The Challenge and is actually a football player for the San Diego Surge of the women's professional football Oh, player. it's a woman. What? <laughs> yes. Man, you're getting it's good with this. Dang it. a woman. Okay, wait. So Big Brother 20, what the fuck? And then what is this MTV you show that she's on? 20. Oh, MTV's challenge? That's one of my face. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> no. Fantastic show. I recommend everybody to check it out. I'll pass. All right. We got to move quick. Got to move quick. James Hamilton, reality TV star or Jaguars draft pick? Only four minutes remaining. Uh, God damn it. 
I feel like it's always <laughs> a reality. Patrick, you can't show it. I have to write mine. Well, well, well right. I've made up my mind. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, what was the name again? James Hamilton. Ooh, yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm going to say. I'm saying Jags defensive tackle for those of you that don't have us on Zoom. <laughs> on, I can't see. Uh, it says Jags fullback. You are both correct that it was a Jaguars draft pick. However, neither of you got the correct position. James hey. Hampton is a linebacker, drafted in the third round of the 1997 draft out of North Carolina. He played 16 games over two seasons, recording six tackles and one sack. In nice. Wow. One Dang, point who, apiece. Time. Do you know who, he, uh, who did he sack? No idea. That would, <laughs> oh, that would be a great start. <laughs> Next time, maybe I can try and do that. All right. We got three uh, more rounds to go. And all right. Add time. that on uh, next week's unanswered questions. <laughs> okay. I'll try and see if I can look it up. Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to cut it short and only do four rounds. Uh, the next name, reality TV star, Jaguar Jaff pick, Javier Cologne. <laughs> Javier <laughs> Cologne. Um, I just want to guess Jack's football player. Uh, <laughs> two minutes coming up. I, I don't have a. Uh, I I'm guessing celebrity. All right. TV star. I couldn't think of a show. I couldn't think of. I'm just gonna. I'll, he was on MasterChef. Okay. You are both correct. It is a reality TV star. However, Javier Colon is the winner of the very first season of The Voice. Oh. <laughs> All right. One more time. I'm, a, I'm an Ready? idol fan. Less than a minute. One more time. All right. Okay. I think this is the best we've ever done. Uh, Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star. Jermaine Paul. Jermaine Paul. He's a Jags player, and he's a uh, he's he's a wide receiver. Jags player, and he's a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Uh, I'm gonna say he's a reality TV star, and he was on a dancing show. For the win, Patrick is correct. No, Jermaine oh, no! Paul. He's a reality TV star, and he's the winner of the second season of The Voice. <laughs> Dang. I back pretty to much back. nailed it. <laughs> Nicely done, Patrick. Patrick Tucker. I pretty much, yeah, hell yeah. I'm you glad you guys are keeping score because I definitely was not. <laughs> <laughs> this felt like your, this felt like your, uh, your round today. I was wondering how I was doing. All right, uh, well – uh, we're not upgrading, so we're running out of time. We have like a couple seconds left, so thanks, guys. We will be back soon from Maybe our important. houses. We're zooming. We're figuring it out more. We got better. We got iPads for Patrick, so it sounds better. <laughs> uh, so, guys, be safe. Take it easy. Shimmer bought a really cool Thanos gauntlet, so um, we're going to stop this pod.